Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, our official Raiders podcast. Thanks to OAC Digital, uh, and I'm joined here uh, today with Tom Logan from the Canberra Raiders media team. Tom, uh, hello, and first of all, welcome back. It's good to be back and uh, getting ready for some footy again. Yeah, it's strange times, but like you said, it's just I'm just absolutely stoked to be back and yeah, obviously getting ready for the season to resume. Yeah, it's been a, an interesting two months. There's no doubt about that. With the the initial closure of the, the competition and uh, a lot of uncertainty around when the game would be getting up and going again. But uh, thanks to Peter Volandis and the team at the ARLC, they've been able to you know set this ambitious uh, date of 28th of May and they've um, jumped through a few hurdles and they've looked like they've been able to pull it off. So it's exciting times for not only uh, the players and the staff, uh, but also the fans as well and uh, uh, Raiders members as we get ready to embark on another um, season, I suppose. It almost feels like a, a new season, even though we're two games into it. Yeah, it does. I mean, obviously the players, they've been back training and for them it must feel a bit strange, you know, having gone through pre-season and then obviously playing the first two games and then obviously having the competition cancelled and now they've been able to come back and train and sort of, I guess, go through a mini pre-season, if you like. So for them it must be a bit strange, but like you said, absolutely fantastic to get the game back up and running and you know it'll be great for the people to just have a bit of rugby league back we'll talk to ceo don ferner shortly in the second segment of this podcast today but um your thoughts initially you know you've obviously been here back here for a few weeks you've you've sort of seen uh, how things have come together um what's it been like uh, from a from the perspective of the staff and the playing group how they adjusted to these new um i suppose the new norm uh, with all these biosecurity measures and everything that are in place yeah it's it's pretty strange looking back on it. I guess um, the players have, first of all, the players and staff have handled themselves really well. You know, a lot of staff have been stood down and it's obviously very tough and challenging times for everyone. But I've got to say, everyone's handled it really well. Uh, not just, the, the, I guess, the staff as a, as a club, but also just right down to the playing group. They're really sort of treating these strict biosecurity measures really seriously. They're, they're desperate to get the, the game back up and running. Yeah, I suppose the thing that I've noticed since coming back is that um, everybody's just been able to carry on as normal and, and do as much as they can to try and get things back under control. I mean, that's the the thing is trying to treat this as normally um, as a situation as you can despite the abnormality um, to everything that's going on. So, look, the, the, from the players that I've seen around the traps and, and been able to speak to through the fence, because uh, yourself and I aren't in the bubble yet, uh, <laughs> one of us might go in there at some point, but, um, you know, we've been able to have a chat to them and, and they seem all pretty relaxed and, and, and pretty focused on getting themselves back on the field, which is great and uh, that's what we want. Tommy, from your perspective, um, you know, what do you think that the the things that they've uh, been working on? You've seen a few training sessions through the fence. You've been able to um, film and, and take some photos. You know what what are the focus points for the team? Yeah, I think without trying to give away too much, and obviously I don't know the ins and outs of the I guess the mechanics of the side, but I guess the thing that really sort of excites me is just sort of building on those combinations. Um, obviously, we saw I guess glimpses of. Uh, sort of that first look into the side of obviously Williams, uh, Curtis Scott and Nick Kotrick. I'm really looking forward to seeing that sort of side of the field uh, build and I guess sort of really, um, I guess, I guess to continue, continue to, develop, to develop as the, I guess, the season goes on. We saw glimpses of it uh, coming to fruition against the Warriors up in the Gold Coast. Uh, I think towards the end of the game, 
there was that nice little sort of kick in behind that Curtis Scott latched onto and scored his first try for the club. Yeah, that was really good um, and a really weird environment around that Warriors game. I think everyone will be more prepared for that situation now that we go into uh, this next phase and, and everyone's been able to get through uh, this period so um, obviously the addition of Jordan Rampant into the squad is only going to strengthen things uh, it was great to see him back uh, this week and and training with the team again and and, and I'm sure he's going to have to work really hard to even uh, get himself a position in the 17 because the guys um, have shown in the first two rounds that um, you know they've got what it takes to, to put a good unit together and it's probably only going to be um, uh, Jordan forcing his way back into that team um, initially if there's uh, injury or, or drop in form. So I think that he'll probably have to bide his time a little bit despite mm. his veteran class and probably work his way into that team. Yeah, I think for, I guess, Jordan's point of view, he kind of has to earn his spot back in the side. Obviously, that uh, wing spot that he vacated has now been taken by Bailey Simonson. Uh, but just looking at the, the squad in general, how stacked is it in the outside backs? It's unbelievably exciting. And I guess for me... The really important thing is, I think having Jordan back at the club is really is just as important off the field. Just I guess his character that he brings. He's he's one of those players that really sort of bonds the squad and brings everyone together. And I think that having those sort of players in the squad is absolutely priceless. Yep, it sure is exciting. We're only uh, two weeks away from the kickoff. You're listening to the Raiders podcast behind the limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll be coming back shortly with Raiders CEO Don Ferner. Well, we're joined by Raiders CEO Don Ferner. Don, um, it was only about six weeks ago that we sat here um, recording a podcast and, and obviously it feels like about six years because a lot's happened uh, in between that time and, and obviously uh, there's been lots of changes in the game and, and things are getting close to being back up and running. How's that process been as being obviously part of the Apollo uh, Protocol Commission and everything like that? Firstly, welcome back, Ben. Um, because <laughs> you were one of the ones that never got to uh, sit down at your desk like most of the staff. So it is good to see some people floating back here now and, and hopefully some sense of normality because it was a strange time and it does feel like a long time ago that we had the season launch here um, and then literally um, had to shut down. So it is good to see the players back on the field. It is good to see the players in the gym and it is good to see some of the staff floating back, including yourself. So welcome back. Um, with Apollo, yeah, so that's finished now. We're finished, um, and I've got to say, um, you know, when I first heard the date, 28th of uh, May, I was a bit sceptical, um, but Peter Volandis and, and Wayne Pierce drove us to, to, to deliver that, so we're only a couple of weeks away, and, you know, touch wood, um, there's still a lot more hurdles to go through, but um, I think, I really think the NRL and Rugby League has led um, in this way with such an ambitious date, all the protocols that we had to put in place are very onerous. There are a lot more than anyone else has had to do in society and um, you know, bar a few hiccups, um, certainly none at our club this stage, but uh, bar a few hiccups, um, you know, we've, we've been very, very um, compliant as a game and, and, and leading in that way. How important is it for the game to, to make sure now that they stick to those protocols and, and keep doing the right thing? Because obviously... Um, it was it was made pretty clear that if there is any more sort of errors uh, on the behalf of any players or staff that are in these NRL bubbles, that there will be consequences. And, and how important is it for us to, to make sure we're doing everything we can? Absolutely vital. Um, the cooperation from the governments has been fantastic. Um, obviously, governments are all nervous too because this is a you know unprecedented times in what we're dealing with. So the government have been ACT government. We've been constant constant contact with um, Chief Minister's office and and. The Chief Medical Office Officer um, Karen Coleman, 
Uh, they've been very, very cooperative and they want to obviously see sport back. So, But clearly our sport is under the spotlight all the time. Um, we are watched all the time. So we have to be e- extra vigilant. And um, I think, you know, apart from our own diligence, um, that's kept us absolutely honest and um, you, know, you, you, you have to comply because you do not want to upset the governments that have given us the chance to get back early. Um, so that is absolutely vital and... You know, you walk in downstairs, you know how strict they are. Mm. We've got an independent person here watching the players come in and out, leaving their shoes out the side, not, not bringing another pair inside. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a more stricter environment than most workplaces. Yeah, there's a lot to go on still in, in the two weeks as we lead to that May 28. Uh, season draw, um, obviously it's a work in progress. Have you got any inside info on where we're sitting with that? Look, they've, they've got various models at the moment, but... It's important to note that that can't be finalised until the broadcasting deals are agreed um, with both Channel 9 and Fox Sports. So um, because of the way the contract is uh, is written, you know, they get certain picks. So um, until that's agreed, we won't get a draw. I'm, I'm hoping it will be um, mid to late next week. That's the aim. Um, that's, the, that's the NRL's aim. And um, But once they finish the broadcasting negotiations, I think they can move pretty quickly to to a draw. The club's been working really close um, with the ACT government through all of this as well and they've been hugely supportive of everything that we've been able to do and, and allow us to get back on the field in terms of a training sense. Uh, where do we sit in, in the prospect of having some games uh, back in Canberra by the end of the year? So, good question. So, Chief Minister's come out and said, you know, look, he'd be happy for games at GAO. Uh, we don't have to, have to go through all those strict protocols with the stadium manager. At this stage, I would or see us not playing here certainly in June and perhaps even in July because at the moment the NRL in, in satisfying the government protocols are looking at uh, only a few stadiums. Uh, it's easier for control, it's easier for all the biosecurity checks. Uh, it's also more cost efficient uh, for the broadcasters to only have to broadcast uh, from one or two stadiums. So initially I can't see us at JO in June but as, as I said to Ricky and, and the coaching staff, we'll get the teams in the back end it's freezing cold down here uh, at GAO and it won't be a pleasant place for them to come to. Um, sadly, the Viking clap and, and, and our fantastic supporters and, and members there that make it a hard time for those visiting teams, sadly, they won't be there. So we'll have to try and replicate somehow the intimidation factor. But um, we, it is what it is and we just have to deal with it. Um, but you know, we certainly like to be back at GAO and, and thankfully the stadium and the ACT government are, are cooperating there. Just moving to a football uh, sense now, obviously, uh, you know, the show goes on in terms of the back room and, and everything that's going to, to keep squads and uh, and players and retention and things like that. And we've been able to bring Jordan Rapiner back in for the remainder of the season. Um, obviously, circumstances allowed us to do that. Um, and how's he fitting back in and, and uh, how's he looking? Look, you know, you ask any of the coaching staff and the players, it's like he never left. Um, he's got an infectious personality. Everyone loved him. No one wanted to see him go. Um, when you do have success, as we did last year, it does place uh, um, a lot of pressure on the salary cap. Um, to, so to get Jordan back was an absolute bonus. And um, you know we can only sort of fit him in for this year. We're not sure if we could fit him in for next year. We'd love to. Um, but um, realistically, he didn't miss much, you know, mm-hmm. because um, you know, it was a little bit before Christmas, but uh, he only really missed a couple of weeks. So it hasn't felt like he's left. And we certainly don't want him to leave, but um, that's, that's 21 a work in progress. It's his dream come true to, to cape back here without having to do a full pre-season. That's, uh, that's wraps all over. Um, what about 
club uh, player movements in this period? Um, obviously, we usually see a lot of movements uh, before the start of a season and then again mid-season before that June 30 deadline. With all these protocols in place, can that sort of movement happen much this year? Well, no, look, it, it, because I think the uncertainty and the anxiety that, that's certainly out there, um, it's probably put everyone... Um, been able to put their own jobs and job security into perspective. So I, I think there's a certain level of caution there. I don't think players would like to move during these uncertain times. We certainly don't anticipate anyone moving. Um, and uh, most clubs are similar. So uh, a very distinct lack of movement. Um, that might be different in 22, but I can't see much difference between 20 and 21. Uh, we're lucky our roster's pretty much in place anyway. Um, and that's that was just uh, you know, good fortune. We, we might have a few spots for next season, um, but you know, there's a fair bit to go this year before yep. we look to fill those spots. And one of the things that's going to be a challenge during this time uh, for the club uh, is the finances. Obviously, the licensed club group um, is closed down to the shutdown. Uh, there's been a reduction in, uh, obviously, gate takings and things like that forecast for the season. But one thing that you've had some great response from is your, is your major partners and the likes of Huawei um, and the rest of the major partners are all committing to the club, that must be a real uh, good show of faith in a, in a really tough time. Very, very. We've had fantastic sponsors for a long time and I think the relationships we've had with them, the trust that we've built with them um, and the longevity that they've been with us, seven, eight, nine, ten, some 20 years, uh, really helped when we had those conversations. Um, you know, the major sponsors and the members have been fantastic. Um, you know, they could easily ask for a refund, the members in particular, uh, you know, for 19,000 members, we've had you know less than a handful of requests. So that's phenomenal, phenomenal support. I'll always say we've got the greatest fans and members in, in the competition because of the the, um, the weather conditions that they have to sit through out there in, in, in supporting us. But that's really, really been touching. I think on the back of last year, it helped as well. As you said, revenue-wise, you know, we're, we're not going to get any gate takings. We're not going to get any corporate hospitality. We're not going to sell any merchandise. So they're major revenue streams that we we'll lose, and um, it's just you know it's going to be tough between here and the rest of the year. We just have to uh, get by, and like like a lot of other businesses are, and um, you know we um, hopefully the license clubs open up again at the end of the year, and, and we, we're back with membership sales, and we have a full season next year to sort of um, rewrite the uh, rewrite the ship. Just on the members, um, obviously the clubs working through. Um, some different scenarios based on uh, what the rest of the season looks like. So uh, I understand that once all of that's sort of finalised from the NRL level, the, the next stage will be the club uh, working on some communications about uh, what can happen for members for the probably for the majority of this season and, and, and how it will affect moving into next season as well. Absolutely. And again, I can't thank the members enough for their patience. It's, it's unprecedented times. It's, it's uncertainty from us as well because... We weren't sure whether, we, one, we'd get back on the field, two, whether we'd get back on the field with or without crowds. So there's a lot of moving parts and we always said that once we uh, get some certainty, if we get the draw, um, you know, hopefully semi-finals will, 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 will be with crowds, um, maybe even before, but we don't know that yet. So we, we are coming up with some, some, um, some uh, packages that we're going to offer them, uh, thank them for their, for their unwavering support, but um, we're certainly not going to leave them empty-handed and thank them because it's been phenomenal. Well, Don, thanks very much for taking some time to talk to us and uh, well done uh, on yourself and the rest of the Apollo crew for, for getting things back up and running. We can't wait uh, just under two weeks now until the start of the season. Yep. Thank you, Ben. And uh, again, 
hopefully footy's back and we get a we get an early shot at a Friday night game or a Saturday game and um, at least the members can at least sit home and watch us on telly and support us that way. So thank you. Yep, that brings us to the end of this edition of Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Uh, we'll talk again next week. We'll uh, try and get a player or one of the coaching staff on to have a chat about how they're preparing as they head into the season. Thank <laughs> you.